Welcome to my series on the Good Earth by Pearl S. Buck. I am Kelly Tolman, a literature teacher. I have a master's degree from Eastern Oregon University and another from Western Governors University. I have been teaching literature for many years, and I hope that you find this series of interest and use. The intention of the series is to help guide new readers through the text. This series should not replace reading the text, and as much as possible, I have tried to avoid spoilers. In this video, I will talk a little about the author, a little about the book itself, and give some pointers on reading the text. Pearl S. Buck was an American woman who lived much of her life in China. She was born to American missionaries who spent their life working and serving abroad, and as an adult, she continued to live abroad as well. She wrote extensively and won the Pulitzer Prize and eventually the Nobel Prize for Literature. The Good Earth became a bestseller in 1931 and 1932, which is kind of unique among literary texts. Many of the novels that professors choose were not popular in their own time or didn't sell well for various reasons, but The Good Earth did. It was so popular that it was turned into a movie, which also did well. So, aside from its literary merits, The Good Earth has broad appeal to wide audiences, and in its time, brought a taste of the form to an audience that still had relatively little access to exotic cultures. As you read The Good Earth, keep in mind that it is fiction, albeit historical fiction. That is to say that while the setting and characters are certainly based on real people and events and include allusions and references to real events, it is still fiction. And the novel is still written from an outsider's perspective for an outsider audience. Remember that Pearl S. Buck was American, not Chinese, and that this novel was marketed and sold to a mostly American audience. This means that some parts may be sensationalized, or that aspects of characters or events might not reflect true Chinese culture in rural China of the early 20th or late 19th century. This also means that the parts of the book that would be most appealing to the audience may be the most exotic, rather than the parts which are most accurate. The book is historical fiction, which means that it is helpful to have an understanding of history in China of the time, but really it is not necessary. Most modern editions of the novel include a historical synopsis or timeline, and it is a good idea to review it. But unless you are required by your teacher to do so, you can enjoy the novel without studying it. Any historical details that I feel are significant I will bring up in the video series. As always, remember that my voice is just one voice in the many thousands who have enjoyed this novel, and just one voice in the many, many critics and teachers who have and will continue to teach and reflect on this work. My opinions and comments are merely my opinions and comments. Some of them you will find insightful, and some you will dismiss, and some of them you will find fault with. So be it. For those of you who find something useful, I hope that you can enjoy.